I'm products of everything. The iPhone 3? 3. 3. We're talking the, about the iPhone 3. I got it from my mom is, for a bit. She hated it. Replaced it with a Nexus 5. And that was, and she hasn't looked back. The weird thing is that I could never expect, like, think of you as an iPhone person. The only no. thing I've ever think I've seen you with is a BlackBerry. And you still have a fucking BlackBerry. Yeah, BlackBerry. <laughs> BlackBerry for life. <laughs> Nexus 5 was the only thing that took me off BlackBerry for like two years. And then BlackBerry finally made an Android phone. And, I was like, and you're oh, just like, I'm on, on. I'm in. I'm in. That Team keyboard. BlackBerry. You still on BBM, you? No. <laughs> no. That's one of the things not? that annoys me is that it's installed there. Because yeah. like it's BlackBerry, right? So all their like their their shit is on the phone. Oh my god. Have you had anybody message you through BBM since you I had haven't set it one? up? I don't no. even, yeah, have, even set it up. I don't even log. I don't do you have to log in and set it? I don't even know what the pro I've never had BB I've never had a Blackberry. I have no idea. Oh, you've never never had you a Blackberry. Never had a Blackberry. No. Oh, what the fuck? Okay. No. Everybody was on BBM. I think I had an HTC one point. I had uh my first ever phone was an Nokia Crazer. Oh, you had the Crazer too? Yeah. That was my first phone. That was my Crazer, first phone. It got jacked in the fucking gym locker room one time oh. though. Yeah. I broke mine. Like, Well, not broke. I, I could use it, but the screen wouldn't work. So you could oh. just dial and stuff. Um, and I wanted a new phone and I ended up just buying another Crazer because I love that phone. <laughs> it's It was just so sleek and small and you yeah. just feel so fucking, oh, what's up? Yeah. What's up, girl? It was It was a wicked phone, man. I much preferred uh, the the Crazer to the HTC that I had. I don't know if you remember. I think HTC was kind of trying to knock off the BlackBerry because they had like the the keyboard on their fucking front thing, I had, and they had a bigger screen. I yeah, can't remember the exact model. I, I, I had the after that. I got the LG Neon. I did not like that phone. I had to deal with that for a bit. I don't think I've ever. It was like a small little phone, and yeah. then the, the keyboard came out from behind the oh, phone, like a full weird. out slide out. Which and I didn't you mind. Could, like, I just like the fact that I had the keyboard. Yeah. But the phone itself. Sucked. You've always had a hard on for keyboards, though. Like, you, yeah. that's why you stick with BlackBerry. Fuck or yeah. Is your BlackBerry touchscreen at all or no? Yeah. Oh, okay. The key one. It's sick. Oh, I don't, I'm fucking. Yo, man. It's a, f- every, <laughs> like, it's a full out Android phone. It just has BlackBerry security and the BlackBerry keyboard. Plus, it's stock Android. So it's not like the Samsung one where they have all that extra shit bloatware put onto it. What's what's the main selling point for you though to have that phone? The BlackBerry? Yeah, the one that you currently have. Mostly the keyboard. The keyboard. It is also the best version of Android though. <laughs> like it if you're not if you're not concerned with like all the like every phone nowadays any the only real advancement on the phones are the, the cameras. It's just always a better yeah, camera, true. right? Like, I don't know how they keep doing that. What else do you use on your phone that needs to be upgraded all the time? It's really just the camera that everyone's crazy about. So if you're taking selfies and stuff all the time, maybe stick to your Samsung. But yeah. if you're if you're not going to be doing that all the time, then this is like the best phone. Man. And I, I was telling people all the time, I'm like, yeah, nobody knows about it because yeah. people will see it and be like, oh, what the fuck? BlackBerry still makes phones? And I'm like, yeah, man. Like nobody <laughs> see, knows that about these phones. But they're actually the best goddamn phones, man. They're I think the, the vast majority of viewers are going to be like, I didn't even know BlackBerry still makes oh, phones. Oh, yeah, 100%. Most people don't know. Most people aren't trying to go for the keyboard, though, right? I had the Nexus 5 for two years, and every day I used it, I was still like, fuck this touchscreen. Fuck this touchscreen. I hate using the touchscreen. I never got used to it. Never. Even when I go back, I'm still hitting other keys. I can't type properly on it. I was like, and I was so happy when I saw that the the BlackBerry had uh, the Priv, the Android Mm -hmm. phone. Oh, my God. I was like, yo, full-out Android with the the full screen and a keyboard? Hell, yes. I like the, uh, I had my Pixel 3. And I like yeah. the the swipe 
text yeah. that you could do, yeah. like where you just drag your finger along and like put it in the the words that you want. Yeah, that the Nexus that you Five want. had that. That's what I, I liked would use. it. I really liked it, but this S10 that I have now, like it does not pick up the words as good as the oh, Pixel really? did. Yeah, like it'll just like I'm trying to type in will and it'll just put like still like. I clearly have my finger on yeah. W first, but it thinks that it has it on the S. And then the Nexus Five it that actually worked really well. That same typing, but the, I, I much preferred my Pixel. Like I kind of missed my Pixel in a bit, like a little bit, and they just dropped the Pixel Four, yeah, so I could have like too many new phones. I know, but I was I needed a phone at the time, and I think I was like a, still a month and a half to two months away. Yeah. from getting the Pixel Four. I'm like, well, you yeah, know even it's just getting that. Stuff. I had to replace my Priv right now. Yeah, there's the key too. Like man, that's like six, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, and then the key one's only like three. I'm like, what's is there? Is there a big enough upgrade for that? And I'm like, no. Like the key two is just sleeker and more powerful. But I'm like, do I need it more powerful? What am I doing on my phone? How often are they coming out with new BlackBerry phones? Though, is it like every year? Uh, every year to two years, one to two years. I don't think it's quite every year. More like two years probably. Because like like Pixel, I feel like they do every other year. Okay, uh, I think the key two came out in like. I want to say 2016 and then sorry the key one and then the key two probably came out yeah probably two years i think it was 2018 and 2018 it's probably been out about a year about two years maybe they'll make a resurgence you know no. <laughs> they have their niche market again. yeah because businessy type people like using this even though yeah. i don't even use it for that like i just love the keyboard and it's stock android so it's quick and then there's that BlackBerry security, which is just a bonus. Like they have the best security. No one knows that. I, I actually did not know that. I did. Yeah, they have. They have the it. best security from what I, from what I know uh, at least. You're a very secretive person, Chins. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> People don't got no. It's me. just the best of everything. This phone is the best of everything. It does everything. I'll give you that. And the battery, get out of my face with it, man. Yeah. yeah it's like you're, two you're days some sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. And it has a USB C now too, which is great. Yep, charges quick. Like Love if it. your new phone, if your new phone doesn't have the USB. USB-C. No, they, they're all like, they're all, all USB C now. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, I think my Pixel Three was the first ever one that I had that had. There, the it has USB-C. to be the standard now. Yeah. yeah, even laptops have the port. I much prefer it. It is quicker, right? Oh yeah. So I feel like I still got kicked in the balls. Um, yeah, Masvidal Diaz, dude. No, it was a good fight, but it, it was a great it fight. But it just short. felt like it got cut short. As soon as you heard like like or even seen Dan waving it off, you're like, what? Like considering it, all it, it the type was, of cuts it, we've seen in the past, it wasn't even like someone was checking up on Nate at the time that it was yeah. called out. He wasn't leaking blood. They they weren't having trouble stopping the bleeding. It it, it didn't seem to be hindering him. The third round was his best round. He still lost it, I think, but it, it was the closest round. But you know, out of the with three. any Diaz fight, like the yeah. later the rounds are the rounds that they win. Yeah, and he could have potentially seen a finish there. It just would have been more fun, but at the same time, it might have been better for nate that it got stopped i don't know like he was he got his ass he's getting ass whooped he got his ass whooped he was but that's kind of the diaz brother like th- that that mold but, that they're but, in yeah, i mean dude, they almost have a homer simpson once but once it's, once there's them. three rounds in the bag like did you do you really think nate could have finished masvidal masvidal didn't look like he was slowing down or getting tired no at idea. all yeah you never know he though. looked fine but ready like, to go like Nate could have like turned it up a little bit more in the Man. next couple of rounds, right? I think that's a far cry from what we were like. What from what we were seeing? It I was like I was this I was this close to tweeting out. Um, I hope that the fight ends in a super close war, 
um, and we get like a controversialist decision. Oh, okay. And then we and can then get another a, second well, fight. Controversial. I deleted that tweet before I even sent it out because I'm like, I don't want to send out any bad juju or anything like that. We need some definitive, like knowing. So we kind of got a definitive ending with, you know, Masvidal. Obviously, he deserved to win and it wasn't like a no contest or a DQ or anything like that. So he got the win, which he rightfully deserved. Considering yeah, it went, yeah. what, 15 minutes? It was before the fourth round it got stopped, yeah, right? Yeah, right after so, full, three full rounds and he, he he whooped his ass. He whooped his ass from minute one to minute 15. But there is still a little bit of an asterisk that people are going to be like, okay, if they do make a second fight, I wouldn't be mad at it. I'm yeah. not gonna, I wouldn't be mad if they made a second fight. No, that's why it almost seemed like, oh, well, this is just good for everyone involved. Now they can just run it back. However, after the fight, Dana said during at the time of the stoppage he thought it was bullshit but he's like when I went in the back and saw Nate's cut he actually agreed with the stoppage now and he's not interested in Masvidal Nate too what I saw I saw before we started recording I saw a video where he was uh he got stitched up by a different doctor Nate and then uh that doctor made a video saying uh just to let you know, I wasn't the doctor that stopped it. He goes, yeah, I know, I know, not you. It was some other fucking doctor or something okay. like that. Well, yeah. Dana, he seemed a little upset about Dana it. Dana was saying that it's it, it, it might have been better for Nate that it got stopped, like in hindsight now. And he's not interested in booking the, the, the second fight. <sighs> Nate is now saying, too, like um, he wants the rematch, but he feels like some bullshit's going to happen because of the company. And like God knows if he'll fight again. You know what I mean? He's playing his little Nate games, too. His but conspiracy theory. He, yeah, but... Uh, and he was also kind of hinting at the fact that he didn't like the quick turnaround like i i think he got that cut in in the pettis fight and it didn't have time to heal it might have been the same cut i think that's what he said i don't know because that was the beginning of august it was a two and a half month turnaround which is quick so he he actually was like yo i kind of wish i had like the six months or whatever like that so yeah he wants to heal up and run it back masvidal seems down for it but dana seems to be in the camp of like nah we want we want to move on to bigger and better things for masvidal I think they could have just as big of and bad of a fight, considering that this fight was a success. Like, it lived up to the hype, other than the flat ending. But, like, in terms of the war that we wanted it to be, yep. it was a war, right? I feel like they could sell it again. Like, I, I wouldn't be mad at it. Do fucking BMF title 2. I don't give a fuck. Like, I they, think, they, could, they could sell it again. Controversial right? finish, I felt, was good for everybody in the sense of you could run it back. But I'm a little surprised Dana doesn't want to. Maybe it's just, like, once again, it's just negotiation tactics because... If he if he expresses interest in it, then Nate's going to use that against him to get you know more money. Prob- or something yeah, like that. so it might just be some of that, but I don't think we're going to see it anyway before like May. Like, give it like six. I, I, I think Nate wants to just he's he's going to be out for at least half a year. I would say. I think Nate and Mahore probably made a fuck ton of money off this fight, and they're probably just going to sit back for a bit now. I think I think even like uh, once you get to this level, you don't really fight more than twice a year. Because like, correct. Yeah. Why would you, yeah. from what you're getting paid yeah. and taking all this damage? And these guys are guys who put in their work. They're yeah. they're they're done fighting, like you know, so often for not, like no. Nah, they're getting their paydays. They're gonna. I think see the the main thing here in my my opinion as to knowing how this is going to turn out is what Masvidal wants. Does yeah. Masvidal want to? He seems either, like he wants second fight. He has three things ahead of him in my opinion. Yeah. He could do the Nate rematch, which we've already kind of discussed. Title. You could possibly fight in winner of Kamaru. Not even and possibly. I, like you're number three. You're coming off Apparently three wins. He was, you won the BMF title. You're next. He was promised a title shot after the Ben Askren win. Like even before the Ben Askren win. If you win this fight, you're going to get a title shot. And then this Nate thing kind of just yeah. was a genesis. Of no, its but own. that that's what I heard too, and that only makes sense. Like it makes if, sense. If you're Hori, you'd be like, 
that's a winnable fight and it's a huge pay to hell yeah i'm taking that fight so also the last one not as much in the camp of it but i wouldn't mind seeing it is if connor gets a victory in january he can turn around and fight him in july and jorge would take that fight let's be real of course he would would dude dude take that dude dude from what we saw jorge would maul connor like i'd be scared for connor dude he he can eat a shot his hand speed is insane his power is insane if connor got hit the way nate got hit connor was done in the first he was getting stopped i don't think <laughs> do you actually think connor is as tough as nate in terms of taking punishment? i don't, I don't believe Absolutely so not. and i think that you know if it was in the third round jorge probably would have got the finish just because of his pace and and the, the the hand speed and all that. Connor stuff. doesn't have the grappling. Think, Nate's Nate's guard kind of allowed him to recover because he yeah. can keep him off. Jorge yeah. will. He's the better grappler yeah, against Connor true. too. And his boxing, he's the bigger fighter. Yeah, I think that's horrible matchup for Connor. I, I think don't think Connor he should would have take success that success in the first like two rounds. He could tag Jorge for sure though because Nate rounds, could tag him that, and Connor's super precise and quick with his boxing as well. But. Just the power and the size and the fact that Jorge's hands are fast as fuck too. Super and he's fast. landing power shots super quick. His yeah. combos are, they were ridiculous. So, I don't know. I think that's a bad matchup for Connor and not a good fight to take, man. If you're, trying to get to Khabib, if you're trying to get to Khabib, yeah. stay out of that welterweight division. I don't know why you want to fight welterweights. Yeah. Fuck all that shit. Yeah. Unless it's Nate, who's kind of technically hey, a lightweight. The, doesn't want to cut. It's the BMF division, right? That, yeah. t- that belt goes uh, wherever. The- stay at lightweight and do your shit at lightweight. Yeah, that's what. That's what Connor should do. Not go up to fight Jorge. So That's out of, a bad the, fight out of those three choices, which one do you want to see most? Um, honestly, me personally, be like, okay, the BMF fight was fun, but it wasn't that competitive. So I'm not too eager to run it back because in my opinion, the right guy won. It wasn't mm-hmm. like some crazy contra. Yeah. It was like, okay, come on, man. Like, yeah, we, we got robbed of two rounds, but the three rounds we got were were, were wicked and it was clear cut that Maswell's beating the yeah. shit out of Nate. That was not competitive. You could argue there was a, it was probably, a, the first round was probably a 10-8. The second, 10-9, 10-9. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, you could have maybe given the second attack. I can't remember it right now, but that was not close at all. So me personally, I would, um, I would go for Masvidal getting the title fight, especially if Covington wins, because they got that built-in story. I right need, I need that fight. You like, want Covington? Are I you going to be? Are you telling me you're going to be rooting for Colby Covington and again? I might even be Kamaru betting him if I get a good like underdog yeah. number, just because like his he, both Kamaru I, and Us- that that uh, fight. At first, I thought Kamaru should easily same. win this, but now I'm kind of in the boat of like. Man, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. want to bet that fight. I, I, I could see either guy winning. I need, I need, I need solid underdog money on Colby Covington to back him. But just with his style, his pace, the pressure that he puts on some of these guys, the wrestling is kind of going to be a wash. So let's let's be honest. This will probably probably. But here's the, the thing, fight. right? A lot of times we think that. And it's not a wash. One guy suddenly beats the other guy, and you're like, "How did that fuck?" Like I thought, Tyron Woodley and Usman See, would be a, a wash di- in the no, wrestling. No, no, no. And that's dumb. that's a different case, strictly due to the fact that Tyron Woodley doesn't have the, the, cardio, the cardio, so he couldn't push. Yeah, so these guys both have the both have, have cardio, cardio and wrestling. Yeah, and the good. wrestling. So They're very similar. Set. It's crazy. But for me, I, I I really want to see Colby Covington win, so we get this Jorge Masvidal fight. And the main thing about that is when the when they first started talking shit to each other, I'm like, this is just made up bullshit. Like I used to watch this documentary back in the day of young Jorge yeah, and young Colby Covington together. You, you told me that it was made up bullshit, that. but now recently when I'm when when I was hearing stuff, I wanted to talk to you about that too. Yeah. I'm like, 
I don't think this, this is not bullshit. It's real. It's, real. Yeah, it's, it's fucking real. Like fucking I, real. I, I didn't believe it up until there was a point where I think Jorge Masvidal had an interview on Ariel's show. I think it was after the Ben Askren fight. And he goes, yo, like, this is not made up. Like, I fucking hate this guy. Like, they're both talking shit about, about each other. Colby Covington's even saying, you know, Jorge's only the type of guy to be there. Like, if, if it's something that benefits him and if it doesn't benefit him, he steps off. And like, he's just, he is, they're, they're, they're very far him, apart yeah. on each other. And, yeah. Even even training at the gym, apparently, like the gym is making sure yeah. to keep them separated. It's like, wow, what the fuck? That's a imagine them in a title fight together. How is that gym going to spray? <laughs> Another Paul Rudd gif. Like, <laughs> look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> I just, oh, God, I like, so perfect. I love, uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, for story wise, money wise, and everything, I think the best move next for Jorge Masvidal would be. But, a Colby Covington fight yeah. if he gets the victory. But here's the thing too. Even if Kamara wins, there's something built in there because they were supposed to fight and then Jorge's calling him out for yeah. not signing the contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Colby Covington even called scared. him out about that. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a smaller story built in, yeah. but there's something. Covington, there's a big story built in. Yeah. So Masvidal probably wants Covington to win. That would yeah. be ideal for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, it, I'd say I'd say Colby, Kamaru, uh, Connor, the Nate. No, I I'd, I'd go, Nate, go over Nate, Connor. Nate over Connor. I'm I'm so not interested in Connor, Connor if he Jorge. wins. Connor if he wins in January. That's no. it. I'm just I'm I don't mind so it. not interested in Jorge versus Connor. For me, it's more so like the, the potential payday that Jorge Masvidal can get off of that fight. No, but for Connor, it would be the dumbest fight to take. You're trying to get the 55 title fight. I know. Don't I, I fight did, a monster like Jorge at welterweight. This is a different Jorge to this 2019 version. But how much does it? like legitimize him too if he if he does go out there finishes Jorge Masvidal in a, a round a round oh, and a half that. fuck that shit fuck like that. you don't you don't think like I, I know I know rankings wise and like okay yeah logically if, if, it doesn't if make he, sense if, but he, like, if he does go up and fin- if he does go up and finish him what are the likelihood of that happening with this version of Jorge this is touche but he's we're living he's in a hypothetical world get right his now. ass whooped man <laughs> I think Connor would he could he he'd probably do better than Nate in the first two rounds because Connor's Nate has like worse defense. Connor's got better movement in and out, and then he's quicker in that but sense. But it's his cardio that's yeah. that's a big problem, right? So and Jorge, Jorge might not be beat the shit out of him as much as he did Nate. But I, yeah. man, I think I don't think Connor would have an easy time putting him out. And if that doesn't work quick, he's gonna get fucked up bad. It's I, I don't know, dude. I just I'm not interested in that fight at all, man. Like I, that's not even a fight on the radar. I don't think he shouldn't. So we didn't get to talk about it last time, but like Connor did talk about coming back and having potentially yeah. three. Actually, we did skim over it a bit. So, uh, like his timeline was Cowboy, who's assumed to be his opponent in January. Man, honestly, winner of BMF title and then Khabib at the end of the year. Yeah, I don't okay. see that happening. Based on like, if you want to give guys fights coming off losses, it makes sense. But like, poor Gaethje, he's getting. Like he, he just beat Cowboy. He thought getting that win would secure him yeah. the fight. So it's like, what should I have lost that fight to get the Connor fight? Yeah. What the it's, fuck? It's it's honestly it's it's two things. It's name value. Yeah. Because no matter what, as entertaining as Cerrone Cal- is, way winnable. Justin Gaethje is. If I was to tell my girl who Justin Gaethje is, she has no fucking clue. But, but if no, I say you know, Cowboy, yeah, I don't even know if she knows his full name. But she just knows Cowboy, just as knows everybody Cowboy. knows Cowboy. Yeah. So there's that. And then obviously it's a more winnable fight. It's winnable, way more winnable fight. Way more That's winnable exactly fight. why they're giving it to him because it's a, it's a name, it's a rebound fight, and they can still bill it as three versus five. Yep, and like let's so it let's makes not, sense. It does not make completely sense. Completely throw Cowboy under the bus. He is skilled. Yeah, hundred percent. He is skilled. But you're coming off two bad losses yeah. now. Um, wait, what was the loss before Gaethje? 
Oh, so uh, Tony, yeah. So he's been finished yeah. twice now. High level competition. High right? level, hundred percent level competition. You're talking but, about top five guys. But if the guy who beat Cowboy wants the Connor fight, why would why doesn't he get that over the guy who lost? Connor gets what Connor wants. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. as simple as that, right? Yeah, it, it is definitely like I hundred percent. I would favor Connor in that fight. Like yeah. the way Cowboy gets tagged easily, like Connor's probably going to put him out. That mm-hmm. could that could be an easy first round stoppage, second round stoppage for Connor. So uh, another welterweight fight that went down last night with pretty big ramifications behind it as well as Calvin Gastelum and uh, Darren Taylor. Middleweight fight. It was, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Caught me slipping, homie. <laughs> they are two welterweights, technically. You are right. I, well, you I guess Holy shit, Till's a legit middleweight. I'd say Calvin is the welterweight. but That was the whole storyline going into the fight. I don't know how the fuck I botched that one there. but uh, So Calvin Gastelum goes out there, can't really close the distance. We see a lot more we of missed the discipline. First- we missed yeah, the first, first minute, minute, minute first and 10 round. seconds. But uh, from the way the rest of that activities. round went, it seemed like yeah. it was uneventful until probably Landon just edged him in strikes. I, I was pleasantly surprised, but like happy for Darren Till that he came out with a more disciplined game plan. Like one of the knocks that I had on him it was, was a huge was, risk and it was, paid off. It was a huge Take, risk. Taking that fight and it paid and off. And even like well. technically and stylistically as a fight, like he doesn't do a good job of closing distances the best. Uh, especially defensively. Like, he always leaves his chin out there and he has tall man defense to a certain extent. Rogan even kind of pointed out last night too. That was one thing coming into this fight where he leaves his chin up because he he seems to rely much on his in and out movement and speed. So he just kind of leans and leaves his chin out. And it's that not going to work the, with a lot of other middleweights. That, that was the issue in this fight. That's one of the things you're supposed to address if you're getting deaded and knocked out and lose two fights in a row. You got to fix your issues. That issue was still not fixed. No. He kind of got lucky in the sense of he was fighting a smaller Kelvin yep. who just had a hard time reaching his yeah. chin. But like you said, against against a bigger, like a fucking Paulo Paulo Costa, Costa or someone, like, dude, you leave your chin out like that and he catches you it, you're fucked. It. You're yeah. going to go out, man. Like Kelvin was close to landing a lot of those two. Oh, yeah. But like Calvin he, looked that was a bad performance. It was. Like it was I did feel little, like he was a little bit trigger shy he, to an he extent. He just didn't do it. But I also much. think that, that that's also so the Darren Till effect too. Like a lot of his opponents are very like they don't want to throw too much. Tyron Woodley only threw a lot when he was like super backed up against the cage and then like flung forward Tyron to get was, out of the bad situation, he right? Was, he was looking at counter. He was mainly countering, but like Darren Till was closing distances against a lot of these guys with just footwork and a little bit of feints. He wasn't really throwing much. Wonderboy fight, kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyron Woodley, kind of the same thing. Even the Jorge Masvidal fight to an extent until Masvidal started to like turn the tides. But he still needs to shore up those de- defensive tactics. Like he is going to get caught by some of these guys in the future. I think so too. Like you can't that whole leaning back chin up. Like you gotta, you can't get clear. I was impressed that he was able to stay out of the big shots of Calvin Gaston because I honestly had Calvin Gaston well, to a, win that. It was a big win. Every yeah, he was a pretty good underdog, almost a what, two I to one underdog, close to two to one. Yeah, yeah. so it it was a Plus solid everything win. going against him during fight week, right? The yeah, visa issues, yeah. showing up the day before weigh-ins. Coming off two bad losses at welterweight, first fight at middleweight, you take out number four. That's pretty... I mean, you didn't really like put a stamp on it. It was kind of like... Uh, it was a boring fight, but you yeah. clearly won it. Like, it was... Yeah. I don't think anybody scored it for Kelvin. If you did, no. I don't know what you're watching. Like, I think one... There was a 30-27 in there. Yeah. Just so you oh know, my for Gaslam. God. <laughs> That's absurd. Uh, That's absurd. I, it felt like round one and two was clearly till because yeah. Calvin just couldn't reach him. Yeah. And then Calvin landed a little better in three, but even three was was like a close round. Like you could go either way. Yeah. So it just felt like 100% Calvin 
Till wanted. Now what? He's going to be top five middleweight. That's what I mean. Just I like have that. the rankings Boom. up because I want to figure out like where are we going to get Darren Till next? If he just beat number four, they're going to put him at four or maybe five. Like uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Jared Cannonier next. Here's what I think will happen. I think uh, I think Cannonier will go to four and Till will debut in the rankings at five. At five and Gaston goes down go to, to six. Like six. So, but that that should be the next fight for him. No. Uh, what am I seeing kind of near and toe? Because um, okay, it's first, all indications are you always going to get a title shot. That's what at first I, I I I said they should do Cannonier Romero because obviously we thought we we're going to get Costa and Israel. Yeah, but now it's like okay, you got Israel Whitaker's out. He just lost. Costa's injured. He's out for the foreseeable future. Romero's probably going to get the title fight. Gaston's so that's lost. that's the champion to 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 number three, four and five is Cannonier and Till. So. Yeah. Jokri is number seven, but he's gone up to late. Jokri is, yeah, he's going to be removed as soon as he fights. Uh, Derek Brunson. Yeah, fuck Derek Brunson. Uriah Hall's he coming did call him out. Win. Derek Brunson did call out Till. He called out Till? Yeah. Um, What's he ranked? Who? Brunson yeah. is at eight. See, that's not a bad fight. It would be Till fighting backwards, but just to edge your way into this division properly because Kelvin really is a bloated welterweight. Yeah. At least Brunson is a legit middleweight in terms of size. So I don't think that's a bad fight. Like it might be a good, another one to ease your ease into middleweight a little more. I wouldn't mind seeing, I'd be completely okay with Jared Cannonier and Darren Till just to, to that's probably what taking do. Kelvin's momentum. I think they'll do that. Uh, Kevin Gaston against Jack Hermanson. Wouldn't mind that. Both guys Man, coming no, off no, of no, no. After losses. this fight, especially. He should go back to 170. Go to welterweight. I'm done with this middleweight experience. No, no, no. no, no, no. no, 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 no You're no, no, too no. small. You're, he's he's going to be smaller welterweight. Let's not forget he's about. He's still smaller welterweight. Rafael Cordero gate. <laughs> Let's not oh. forget about that shit. Yeah, but that's because he's undisciplined he's and doesn't want to cut the fucking weight yeah. properly. Like, you got flubber on you. Stop yeah. eating your Mexican Tacos food. Yeah, like quesadillas. enough. <laughs> Have a little bit more discipline. At least you're going into a fight to make the fucking weight. Then you can pick out and do everything. He's a welterweight. He would still be short against some other welterweights. Yeah. He's too undersized a middleweight. He got battered in the Adesanya fight, even though yeah. he had a good fight. He was running around away from winning. Lackluster fight here. You're coming off two losses. The experiment's done. These guys are too big. Just go back to your weight class where you should be fighting a welterweight. He could be, he could easily he jump could be right top into three, top four. Yeah. Dude, they would give him a big fight. I wouldn't they, mind him against Leon Edwards. Why I think that would be too much. Calvin's coming off two losses. And no, 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 no. no That's no, an no. easy way for him to assert himself back in the top nah, five. You, uh, you, I say you give him uh, RDA. a welterweight coming off a loss that's in the top uh, RDA. Top five, Number or, five or 10. Lost to Leon Edwards last time no, around. No, no, no. Uh, RDA beat Kevin Lee. And then he lost to Leon Edwards. Oh, he did lose to Leon <laughs> yeah. after that. Oh, Jesus. I'm still thinking he's coming off a win. <laughs> no, he That's beat, a good fight, actually. Yeah. So you know what? That's you actually go. a really good fight. There you go. I wouldn't oh, mind seeing that. Let's, I, let's see that. Kelvin versus RDA. That's not Kelvin bad. can jump right into the top five, even though he's coming off two losses. And Pretty RDA much can do get it back Kelvin. into it, too, with a win over Kelvin. So it's kind of win-win for both I like of them. It. I like it. I like so it. So Romero, Israel, hopefully... That's probably cost us out for however many Cannonier months now. Cannonier Till is probably going to get booked. Cannonier Till is not bad. I wouldn't even, honestly, I would not mind Till and Whitaker if Whitaker wants to come back in there too. Just because yeah. like, like guy, w- fighters coming off of championship fights the, as a loss, it's still Yeah, but there, the way right? he got like, put out, I, I just don't, he shouldn't even be fighting till like mid, like summer, like June or something. I think and Whitaker doesn't fight October. that often anyway, recently especially. Well, he's had a lot of issues to deal with. That's the issue, right? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, he didn't break his hand this time. He, was, he always seems to break his hand or hurt something. But 
Um, um, and now he's just coming off the knockout. So, so why not actually, yeah, let Whitaker sit out a bit. Let him fight Paulo Costa, maybe. Unless Costa, Costa jumps, into a, jumps into a title shot right away. I, I don't like when guys have long layoffs after injuries and then they just get a title fight. Yeah. Like, that, like, I know they've earned it, but it's like you should still give them a, yeah. a winnable fight to ease into it. Remember Dominic Cruz jumping in to fight TJ Dillashaw? That's fucking insane. It's an exception, but... That's insane. Dominic Cruz is ridiculous. He's next level. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> yeah. To go into a... To fight a prime TJ on EPO, no less. <laughs> and <laughs> all the EPO. And let's you be haven't been into the been in the ring. I think before that he had fought a year and a half earlier against Mizugaki, but before that was like a three year yeah. layoff. So in four years you fought once. You're coming off an injury. You jump right into a title fight. Yeah. And then you make TJ hit air for the first three rounds and school him until you start to slow down a bit because your plantar fasciitis finally kicked in. Like. This dude's next fucking level. Like the I funniest is hearing Dominic Cruz talk about like whenever some guys talks about injury, like they're talking about uh, Johnny Walker having he's a shoulder so, injury. He's so like no excuses. He he's like uh, Johnny Walker. Yeah, he has a shoulder injury. So when I had my shoulder injury, I'm like, <laughs> how many injuries do you have, bro? Oh, like yeah. I think every like from head to toe, you've had something injured, something operated on. Oh yeah, like, and he had he has a plantar fasciitis, plantar fasciitis because of his footwork. He's, CTE. He's always- he definitely has some CTE up there. Even though he's pretty good at his head movement, no, he's, and, he's, and yeah, he's good. But, but yeah, that was uh, what we were we were out. saying is that uh, uh, yeah, so somebody coming off a long layoff. Oh yeah, Costa the Johnny Walker off. thing. That was the point yeah. I wanted to make. Where it's like, yeah, when when I heard, I, I heard, I think Rogan was talking about it too. Like they're really questioning how fast he was coming back off that shoulder injury. Shaw was talking about it as well. Yeah, because shoulders take a long time to heal. Even even Cruz was like on the broadcast, like, oh, he's coming back a little fast. So I was definitely worried about Johnny Walker going into that it, fight. Although Corey Anderson. It didn't seem like the shoulder had anything to do with the loss, though. So that was like a mood point. Had but. nothing to do with takedowns either. I thought it was gonna be with takedowns. I bet Corey Anderson to win in this in the in the distance. Like a TKO grounded pound. Round three or something. Pitter patter unanswered stop. But it was false hope. Like remember we were talking about it. It was uh Corey Anderson landing a really good shot, but it didn't right really phase like it didn't stun or yeah, drop. We both noticed him, it during the broadcast. But it was right? his hope of being like, yo, I landed really cleanly on him. Let me go yeah. after him now. It was and then his follow-up shots were the ones that really yeah, put him out. Like he landed clean. <laughs> yeah. It it seemed like it it really swayed Johnny Walker. Yeah, but it didn't but hurt it, him to it, the extent. It, it, it more seemed him. like he wasn't wobbly. It more seemed like the force of it just pushed him yeah. back. And then he was okay. And then but Corey, Corey thought he had him hurt <laughs> and rushed him. And then in that process, actually ended up hurting him <laughs> enough to get the finish. But whatever, it, it worked. But it was a good performance from Anderson. I was, he I was needed surprised. that performance. Yeah. I'll, I'll take all the gloat on betting the in, inside the distance there. But uh, I'll like be that. the first one to say, <laughs> not like that, dude. It was If you know, if it was ending in the first round, everyone Johnny thought it was Walker. Johnny Walker yeah. getting the knockout, not fucking Corey Anderson. What do you think about the stoppage? I gotta, I gotta watch it again. It's been, it might have, it's okay, been a little bit. Okay, it might have. You know what? Let me pull in, it up. In it's hindsight, it kind of yeah. might have been a little early. Although Walker was clearly hurt. Yeah, but I'm cool with it because the ref stopped it. Walker gets punched, yeah. and then he looks like his legs give out and he's collapsing when the ref kind of starts decides to jump in. But you, you know when a guy kind of like. Did you watch it again this morning? Uh, no, I just remember this. Fuck you and your he, memory, dude. <laughs> he, okay, but you, you you know when a guy kind of like gets hit, starts to collapse, and then like literally yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. catches himself again? That That's kind of what happened when the ref stopped it. But yeah. I I thought it was a good stoppage. Um, I want to watch it. I can, I I can see it. the argument for an early one, but I don't think so. I, it wasn't it wasn't something that crossed my mind when I initially watched it, but I do remember it being more overwhelming than an actual like KO. Yeah. 
But the last punch, like the one that caused the ref to jump in, it was like, oh, it looked like Walker was about to collapse, but then he just kind of went down him. a bit and stopped and caught himself. But that was that was a vicious knockout. I want to say it was that, one that was a, that was a nasty one. He beat the shit out let's, of him. Let's relive that because that was totally worth it. <laughs> one thing. What's up? Did you did you hear the Dana comments? Oh my god, Dana's. Fuck, he was trashing Corey Anderson. For, like, lashing out and shit? No, coming into fight week, he's like, this fucking guy thinks that we're all against him. He's got this big chip on the shoulder. Like, oh, you did this, you did this to, to make things work against me. You want the other guy to win, this and that. And Dana's like, all right, bro, go prove your fucking worth. You showed up to the weigh-ins. Nobody even made a reaction for you. They were <laughs> they were cheering for Johnny Walker. Wow. Now you went in, you knocked that guy out. Now you proved your worth. Cool. Like, wow. fuck, you'll get the fights. What the okay. fuck are you complaining for? Like, he was really going off on him. We're going to have to skip on that because fight pass I, I will say Corey I like Corey Anderson seems like a nice guy the chip on his shoulder is a little unwarranted like it's it, he should have a small he's one he's not exciting that's that way that has always been his he issue sh- okay he should have a chip on his shoulder but he's overblowing it to the point of like like I don't get it this and that's like okay look you've got bad knockout losses yeah you faltered a bit you're not getting super exciting wins um three win three five wins their decisions yeah you i think we know what happens when you win this way and you've come off finished losses like you gotta rack up a win streak okay you're doing it now yeah. like it's cool like you should know that based on your style this is this was the path for you that you yeah. were gonna have to take it's just the way it is right so i think it's it is a little too much like chill the fuck out bro but he did win. apologize after he apologized after yeah, but it, in you the can't really knock was- a guy like like you know getting that pissed and then all the adrenaline and all that. In that moment, when you yeah. get like a first round finish, when everyone's doubting you and stuff over the guy that they're trying to pump up and use to the use you to boost fight. him up, yeah. and then you get the win. His lashing out after the fight, I didn't even take that seriously. I'm like, whatever. Like he's he's probably just so amped right now. He apologized after that was cool. I'm happy for him, but chill out with the chip on your shoulder, dude. Like I don't like. There's no conspiracies going on against you. Yeah, this is kind of the path you take when you fight like that. It just it is what it is. My, the one thing that we said after this fight is, does this really inject Corey Anderson into a title fight now over Dominic Reyes? And I made the point that I think this finish over Johnny Walker was much more impressive than Dominic Reyes' finish over Chris Weidman, strictly considering the fact that Chris Weidman coming up to 185, getting finished in five out of his last six fights, whatever the fucking number is. Johnny Walker, obviously, you know, if he got an impressive victory here, he probably would have been the one getting a title shot or Dominic Reyes, one of those two. But this is Corey Anderson's finish is way more impressive than anything that I've seen out of any like heavyweight recently. Like, Rankings. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. I, I threw this out there Dominic Reyes against Anthony Johnson or Anthony Smith, sorry, not Johnson, Anthony Smith against Dominic Reyes just to get that little bit more of a, a legitimate light heavyweight victory under your name and let uh, Corey Anderson get that title shot finally. Just give it to him. Fuck it. I think that's the right thing to do. Because if you look at it, Corey Anderson has um, probably the better streak. Yeah, Reyes is coming off uh, a win over um, a, a, a middleweight moving up who was coming off a terrible record yeah. anyway. So I don't know why that means much. Um, and the win over Vulcan. So if you look at their streaks, what they've accomplished, Corey Anderson should get the title shot. However, if you look at the numbers beside the names of who's won what, uh, Reyes was number four, beat Weidman, maintains number four. Corey Anderson's number seven, who just beat number 11. So if you're looking at it that way, um, Dominic Reyes is the clear-cut next title challenger. However, if you're looking at it from like what actually makes sense based on like what we know about the division, like 
Corey Anderson's beaten all legit light heavyweights. Dominic Reyes just beat a middleweight. Latifi, yeah. Patrick Cummins was the first one in that. Three, when when that I when I look streak. at their win streaks and all that, like Reyes is ranked higher, but Corey should probably should be ranked higher. So I I would I would give it to Corey. But and Dominic Reyes is still young. Like, That's um, that was my other point, bro. That was my other point. Is like, why are we? Why do we need to rush Dominic Reyes into this anyway? Like, g- give him an Anthony Smith or a Tiago Santos. Give somebody and let a little him, bit more weather, like a little. And then bit there's more, like no denying it. Fight. I think Anthony Smith is. A, I hate to say it because I've never been that big on Anthony Smith, and I feel like his run has been a little bit, you know, Shogun, Rashad Evans, and then no. When he beat Gus the way he did, though, when I he was beat like, Gus, I'm yeah, sold. okay, yeah, I'm that, sold. that was that I'm was sold. a leg- legitimate, but yeah. Dominic Reyes against Anthony Smith is number three against number four. It's just perfect. Right? Here's what I th- honestly, that's what should happen. I think though they're going to give it to Smith Rums. Anderson and give it to Reyes. I, I think they would do if that. If I was, if I was, does Corey move up seven beating eleven? He might move up to six or five. This is the real question though. How much would Johnny Walker have moved up if he beat Corey Anderson? Because he probably would have gotten above. He would have gone to six, probably. He probably would have taken Gustafson's spot. Yeah, eleven beating seven. Why Gustafson's still on there? I have no idea. It's actually it's been less than a year since he's fought, so I get it. But yeah, he needs to be off. Jan Blahovic is fighting fucking Jacare. Jacare. Um. Yeah, so we're both in the camp of Corey Anderson getting a title shot. That's like, what should happen. I just I don't see. I don't think it's going to. I think Reyes is going to get it, and I think Anderson's going to have to beat a guy like Smith or Santos. I hope John Jones speaks up. And he'll be like, yo, let's, let me do Anderson because he's a little bit more deserving of it. And then Dominic Reyes, go get another John one. John Jones didn't... He tweeted something, but he was more talking shit to Walker after the fight. Like, oh, yeah? like uh, it was just like, these guys always talk shit, then they go out and lose. Like, it was one of those again. Like um, the Chris Weidman one. Yeah, but he Luke didn't Rockhold acknowledge one. Corey Anderson at all. At, oh, wow. In anything. He didn't say anything about him. Like, from what I saw, at least. But, yeah. Realistically, I don't know what you give Corey Anderson next, though. Like I, th- I think Anthony Smith is the guy that's just waiting to get a fight. Tiago Santos is still no, rehabbing. His hand's broken. He's healing. Anthony Smith? Yeah, dude, he oh. fucked it up against Gus, man. But I feel like he's going to be back sooner than Tiago. Oh, it was Santos. a bad break. It was a bad oh, break. Fuck, his I hand is fucked. Yeah, he broke his hand bad. He hit him in the forehead. So who's going to be back sooner, is Santos or Smith? Okay, uh, probably Smith because Santos, Santos has ACL yeah, whole knee, knee, right? Knee, healing that knee seems to take way longer than healing a broken hand, but we've seen these guys come back too quick and their hands never heal properly. Like, I hope Smith doesn't do that. Yeah. Like, they always have lingering issues with it, so hopefully he heals How it properly. How old is Smith? Who's number four? Dominic Reyes. There's literally no one else if these guys are all out. Please give me Anthony Smith's age. Smith? He's like 31? 30. Okay. Yeah. He's been around for a minute, though. I know. He's been fighting for so like, long. Do they have his record here? It's crazy to see where he's at now. Is that 18 and 11? No. Yeah. 18 wins, 11 by sub. He's he, he's like 18 and 9 or something. Huh. He's got quite oh, a few losses. 31 and 14. Oh, yeah. There you go. Like That's that. not bad. Uh, yeah. Another kind of surprising victory last night, at least for me. Kevin Lee against Gregory Gillespie. Holy fuck that, shit. That was the performance of the night. Let's see who got performance. Oh, there we go. Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee and Corey Anderson. Not bad. And fight of the night. Dana actually gave it to Corey even after all that shit talking. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Wonderboy and Luke fight of the night. Not bad. But let's talk about uh, Kevin Lee and Gregory Gillespie first. Holy fuck. That's, before we get to the knockout, Gregory Gillespie was showing some pretty good hands. He was looking good. A lot quicker. The jab was fucking crisp. And he was doing a lot of good work with the jab and then like getting out and not I getting believe, hit. Like, I think we both agreed on this. 
I thought Gillespie was is it Gillespie? Gillespie. Okay. Yeah. I thought Gillespie don't, don't was Don't shop this on me right now. Okay. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I wanted to make sure. I he kept saying sure. Gillespie. Oh. <laughs> it was killing me. God. But yeah, continue. Good, Claudia Gadeja. <laughs> um uh I thought up to that point in the fight Gillespie Gillespie. I, I always <laughs> want to see Gil. Gillespie. Gil. Gil. Gillespie yeah. wa- was was winning it but not by much like he was i felt he had the quicker hands he was landing that jab constantly and so he had more output but the few times lee was hitting him they were better they were they were landing harder he was landing yeah it it was like consistency against inconsistency exactly but i would still give the edge to gillespie at that point because even though his shots weren't as hard they were still pretty good they were stinging shots and the the accumulation was busting up kevin lee it was it was a little more than what kevin lee was doing then kevin lee does that combo was fucking gorgeous it, he punched him into that yeah head kick. straight right follow up left head kick pushes gillespie this way and then left high kick sends him flying that way and just the way he fell too, like arms at his sides Dude, like right cage, into the coffin dead. like we we're talking about but yeah oh uh, my god i think god. that was the first time me and you have both had the same reaction when they showed the slow-mo replay of the shin shitting the, the yeah, shin yeah the slow-mo the of, his, of his skin rippling in his head just the, the reverberation the way the angle that you could see the force in that slow mo, it was it was nasty. One of the crazier finishes I've seen, uh, and he absolutely deaded, like deaded. dead, like Gillespie was being lined up for Khabib. Yeah, I, I was one of those guys. I'm like, yo, he stylistically he has the best chance to beat Khabib with his his wrestling, but Khabib's not going to go out there and yeah. head kick him to oblivion. Yeah, so I was. I was I brought it up, man. As I said, I said, "Yo, what about TriStar Lee, man? Fuck this is that. TriStar Fuck Lee." That I know shit. we've I'm had we've had that. other Kevin Lees, but this is TriStar Lee, bro. He was he was For still us. showing some issues, though. You know what I mean, he was still showing a little bit of issues there. It's just his speed. I don't yeah. even know if he could get that better. Like to me, yeah. it just felt like it feels like Kevin Lee has good striking, solid, but he's not that as fast with his hands as these guys that yeah. he's fighting. So he just he gets hit more because it's just quicker. I don't yeah. know how much better you can get at that, but otherwise, he's got good technique and everything mm-hmm. that combo was still my i still don't think he's going to be an elite lightweight you don't think so i, I, I think, think so. i think um if he shores up I his like cardio top. issue if he shores up his cardio issue that guy could beat anybody and he's young as he's fuck right he's only what 27 turning 28 yeah soon? he's super young still. he is young he has time it was great yeah it was 10 versus 11 so he's still probably going to stay in that 10 ish range no he'll probably go up to nine or eight he'd beat they, barboza they lost to ally quinta i don't know who you could give him next Paul Felder? Yeah, maybe. I, right? I don't I don't know at all. Hooker's I don't even know seven, who I want him Felder's to six. Cerrone's five. Gaethje's four. Like, you're going to have to give him one of these guys in like the nine to 15-ish range. Is not Makachev? Ooh, yo, I would not mind that fight at all, actually. But they might not want to knock off Makachev that early. Yeah, because the way... Makachev is a beast, too. Like, for me, like... Well, I, I doubt Makachev and Khabib would ever fight, to be honest. But... Like, yeah, Makachev, Gregor, and Lee are kind of in this same-ish realm of wrestling, in my opinion. I think Lee would probably beat Makachev. I don't think so. Things I would probably bet against fucking Lee here, okay. too. Makachev is a motherfucker, too. But, you know, nobody was expecting that fucking high kick to, to put him out like that. Was that was an incredible And win. Gregor has shown really good durability. Undefeated, ate a lot of good shots from Pachel, and even uh, Yancey landed a good shot on him, and he was fine. <clears throat> But I like, man. I was we, really happy for Lee because I'm a big fan of Let's try to come to a, a conclusion in terms of who he should fight next. Charles Oliveira has a fight coming up with Jared Gordon, but he never fights anybody with like a higher ranking than him. 
which is weird as fuck. Charles Oliver. He's going to be on an eight-fight winning streak fucking fighting Clay Guida or something. Yeah, yeah. God. So why not? If Charles gets a victory over Gordon, I think that's not next week, but the week after. Why is that fight happening? Whatever. Let him get a paycheck. They just want him to smash all the submission records, yeah, I guess. probably. But I wouldn't mind Charles Oliver against Kevin Lee next if Charles I, I don't mind it at all. I mean, this you could almost look at it as this is just like another rebuild of Kevin Lee. Look at him as like a new guy on the up and up. Like ignore his old losses and all that. Um build him up slowly again don't throw him right back into the wolves he's he's just started training a tri-star he's probably getting better now um and I, i'm still not sold on it dude i need to see like a more complete performance from him this was a great performance don't get me wrong i would still getting I'm hit sure too anybody much. he was still getting hit still but got hit. i'm sure anybody would take a first I, I KO still, like it that. seems like a speed issue to me though i don't know if he could fix that uh, yeah These guys are too fast I, I'd be intrigued with the Paul Felder fight, but I don't think that Paul would want to fight him, especially that he's made it up to like number six now. Oh my God. Okay, dude. Felder, I think Kevin Lee easily beats Paul Felder. I'd have to agree. The grappling is just <laughs> if we too go distant. Like three rounds, I think that Kevin Paul Lee. Paul Felder got taken down by Edson Barboza yeah. and held down. Yes, he was elbowing him and won that exchange, yeah. but Kevin do you Lee's think gonna he's going to win if Kevin yeah. Lee is on top of him? Absolutely not. So. If Kevin Lee wants to get really get really start climbing quick, that's a wicked fight for him because Paul Felder's number six, easy way to climb up and jump right back in. I think, I however, think get, give him a Makachev or another young guy. Like, just just hey, don't don't rush Kevin Lee. He's twenty. As much as I really want to see Lee against Makachev, I don't think that they're going to do it. I think they're going to continue. to They're probably worried about Makachev. <laughs> He, they're gonna fuck. Well, that that would kind of really screw things up too because if Makachev goes out there and starts beating all these like top ten guys, top five guys. Mm-hmm. Him and Khabib are not going to fight. Oh yeah. No, no, no. So you know he's knocking off all these number I one contenders. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I look at Makachev kind of like maybe a, uh, like a better version of Habilov to a certain degree. Where I'm like, I, I don't way uh, better version. Way than better. Habilov. Fine, but I don't see him being like a Khabib level threat. I, I don't. I don't. I. I still not sold on him ever being sold, a top okay. five. Uh, he needs. The, he needs the competition. Style. I'm not sold on him being a top five. I just don't. I think it would be top five. I wouldn't mind even eventually seeing him against Gaethje because that would be a fun fucking fight. Oh, Jesus. Trust me. Yeah, poor Gaethje. Get this man a fucking fight. Top top five. He would beat... I think he would beat Poirier. I think he would beat Connor. I think he would beat Cowboy. He'd have a little bit of difficulty with Gaethje. He'd beat Paul Felder. He would beat Dan Hooker. He'd beat Alicuenta. Would kill Edson Barboza. Kevin Lee fight. Yeah. Okay. He would be. I think he would beat all these guys. Kevin Lee. I, I want to see how the wrestling would fare, and I think that Kevin Lee does have the the size advantage there a little bit. But we'll see what the gas tank would look like, and if he could knock out fucking <laughs> Islam like he did Gregor. Uh, Anthony Paris doesn't matter. Charles Oliveira. Like Makachev. Uh, yeah, I, I believe he's going to be top five now that I'm looking at a little bit more. His wrestling watch style more is close. stupid. I have to watch though. him more carefully then. Trust me. I don't know. Yeah, check that out. Uh, what was that other fight that we were just about to talk about before we got into this one? Oh yeah, uh, Wonderboy Thompson against Vicente Luque. Ooh, that was a fun fight. I was so happy. Like the the way that I broke down that fight kind of happened exactly to the to the extent that I thought it was as anybody would expect a Wonderboy Thompson fight to go. When you have a guy like Vicente Luque that just does his best work from fighting inside the pocket, you're not going to get that opportunity against a guy like Steve he walks Thompson. guys down. There were very close moments where I was like, "Yo, Wonderboy, fucking chill, get get out of there!" Like he got hit. He was, he was hanging out on the cage a little hit. bit too much for my liking, but he still was able to get. He out got of the hit way. clean a few times. Yeah, but uh, and yeah, we we can say his chin is not like like 
as as weird as that Anthony Pettis knockout he was, he just didn't see it. Did not see it, and nor, more often than not, that's the one that's going to put you out. Hundred percent. And there was nothing that Vicente Luque was going to throw that Stephen Thompson wasn't going to. I see. really think because Wonderboy was piecing up Pettis, I thought I just think he was so. Pettis had success with leg kicks. He yeah, was doing a very good job. They weren't that great though. I think people overblew that because he was hitting more of the front of the legs where the shins and bone is. Like I didn't think he was hitting too much meat that that well. But I thought that's where Luque was going to have his most success is if he continuously beat up the leg. He did a decent job of beating up the leg i feel like if he went a little bit harder on the legs he probably would have been a little bit more successful and then he got absolutely pieced up in that last round two judges gave a 10 8 if i'm not mistaken wonder boy looked on dude like his speed hasn't left him he's 36 like normally speed is the first thing to go with these guys that are a little bit more up in age over the 34 35 36 years old um but one boy seems in this fight he seems like he could still make a little bit of a run like I know it's going to be tough against guys like Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington, but he could catch some of these guys, and he can make it a little bit harder for them to he take him down. One hundred percent can. If you look at his recent losses, Till, most people scored it for him. Pettis, he was winning the fight until one punch put him out. Yeah. Like he's not. He's he still should, top he, five. You, you could argue he won. He should have won all these fights. Like skill wise, yeah. he seems to be better than all these guys, right? So, how do you think he matches up against guys like Col- Colby Covington and Kamaru Usman? Then you yeah, think they're going to get him down. I think I think they get him against the cage at least. Even if they just he pin hung him on the, the cage a little bit too much, even in this fight. So yeah, that's the problem. Because like Woodley pinned him against the cage. Woodley's just doesn't have that grinding pace. But an Usman or Covington gets you against the cage, you're just you're never going to detach. So and they'll just keep you there, and then you you're not going to be bouncing around doing anything. So the the Colby style that would that he would bring against Wonderboy is a little bit concerning. It could go both ways. Like Colby Covington could absolutely smother him with punches and not let Wonderboy get off. But Wonderboy does a really good job of backing up and hitting guys like on counters. So the cardio maybe, would be a problem moving that long defensively, trying to run away from a guy trying to pin you. But Colby Covington obviously put, always pretty much putting himself in harm's way, coming that you know coming so often forward and he's forward. He's not and, that reckless. And he's not the most technical. He's not the most technical with his striking. Is no. He's more he's so just trying to close reckless. the distance and keep you uncomfortable. But that's the type of style that I think Wonderboy kind of likes to fight against is guys that leave openings for him when they're like charging in i think wonderboy could have some success there i i just it would get facing when it gets to the grappling aspect of it yeah if no i just Kobe is able to corral him into a corner and like get him down and grind on him but what do we do with wonderboy here what where does he go uh just for a fun fight i want to see damian maya versus wonderboy <laughs> Oh, fuck you. <laughs> nah, man. Why not? Why? Good stylistic match. Maya's coming up a mean? big ass win. Nah. I'm totally We know down what Damian Maya's heart is set on is big fights. And Fair enough. I could see that fight going Wonderboy, either way, though. Wonder a big fight. I, I could see that it. fight going either way, man. He wants Diego Sanchez. Yeah, but uh, from what I heard, did you did you watch the Dave LeDuc Rogan uh, podcast? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you don't remember? He what dropped a huge tidbit that Diego's not in the UFC anymore. Oh yeah, Shit, and that he was right. Diego yeah, was yeah. asking him to get him into this organization. I think yeah. they might have cut Diego, Ooh. which is the the right call. You shouldn't be giving him fights. You shouldn't be fighting. But uh, now it sucks. He might go into fucking bare knuckle. But Fuck either Diego way, I, I don't think Maya's gonna get that Diego fight because I don't think Diego's in the UFC. There might be a. Plus, Diego, dude, Dana's not going to give him that fight. Like, he's coming off three-fight win streak with a win over Ben Askren, and Diego just got mollywopped by Michael Chiesa. That that fight, there's no logic to that fight at all. I would love to see a Maya Wonderboy. Maya might might be able to get a title shot soon. Honestly, I would rather see Wonderboy against Ponzinibbio. I'm okay with that, too. Ponzinibbio needs a fight to to get him up there. Like, he was about to fight Robbie Lawler, Mm -hmm. but let now Wonderboy be that name that he can get under his belt. If yeah. he gets a victory, right? 
uh, yeah, line that shit up. Wonder Boy against Ponzinibbio. I'm I'm all about that. Leon Edwards is unfortunately like the 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 man. They left they out should here. just do just do Woodley Edwards. Get that fight over with. Yeah, I agree. Where is Woodley on the rankings though, anyway? One. Oh, what the fuck! Champion loses, he always stays <sighs> one. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. give Leon Edwards Tyron Woodley, yep. and then give Jorge the winner of, of the, the title fight. To, yeah, and then Wonder Boy Ponzinibbio is probably the best way to go too. Fuck, and then it should write itself out pretty easy. against uh, Kelvin Gastelum. Yes, I like that. I really like that fight. RDA Gastelum. Uh, Calvin would finally fucking get to fight someone that he might he has a size advantage over. <laughs> like Jesus. Um, Shane Burgos versus Marquand Americani. Oh, this was a fun fight. A fucking a, perf- a performance of a lifetime for Shane Burgos. There, was great. I think that was a great, great performance. Good performance to he finish knew- a guy like Marquand. Big deal. See, this is the this is why I hate taking unders rather than like the whole fight doesn't go to decision because of times like this. Shane Burgos almost had the finish. Fucking the two and a half under two and a half was just about to hit, and then it gets prolonged a little bit more, but he still gets the finish with twenty eight seconds left. Yeah, Mirkani was just tough as fuck, but he gassed. You could I you could see after the first round he was tired. That's what I was asking you in that first round. I'm like, who's getting tired more? The oh, guy yeah. going for the takedowns or the guy defending takedowns? Yeah. Because there is an argument for the guy who has to continuously get back up. But then there's the argument of the guy forcing the guy back down, right? Yep. Over and over. And then after, I think the, maybe one the first round, Shane Burgos just started to take over. I think he's a he's a beast, too, at that weight class. He had Calvin Qatar to go against, who was gets you know, a little bit get, sharper. Gets hit too easily, though. His defense Burgos? is bad. He relies on his chin a bit too much. He can't be doing that. He's um, got to move his head a bit more, but his offense is crazy. It's really I want to get back to Qatar because he has a big fight against the beat coming up after, but let's finish up the rest of this card. Edmund Shabazian goes out there and ruins your night with Brad Tavares because I know oh, he's yeah, a huge Brad Tavares fan. Night, but, Brad uh, Tavares I'm is a big... like, let's be honest, since we got into the UFC, Brad Tavares has been your motherfucker. Like, I love Brad you Tavares, love Brad yeah. Tavares. He's but been I'm one of your favorite not fighters. as... <laughs> it's, it's okay i'm not <laughs> but yeah edmund coming out there he may have fucking uh tarverdian as his head coach but he's still going out there and yeah that was like a beast. 21 years old knockout brad tavares is a big deal i man. think he's tavares only lost to the now, top guys 12 and 0, fucking crazy yeah tavares, tavares only lost to what romero adesanya and whitaker yo i think edmund shabazian had a crazy record uh in terms of how many takedowns he had against darren stewart it was in like the I think he had like 12 or like 15 takedowns on... Oh, shit. Yeah, he was ragdolling that guy. And we've seen how Darren Stewart's look recently, too. Remember the Darren Gotten better. Looked good as well. Uh, Jorginho Rosenstreich goes out there and absolutely mollywops Andre yeah. Arlovsky. Not much to this fight. Fucking crazy. The power is insane. Check left coming in. Yeah. Dropped him face I was surprised. Forward. Like uh, One of the stats I put out there was that Arlovsky's only been knocked down once. Uh, the last like nine by fights? By Ty Tuivasa in his last eight fights. And then he comes into this one and the chin just fucking rears itself again. So I'm glad I passed on betting on him, but I feel a little bit dumb with the breakdown that I gave going into this fight week. Uh, we're going to have to talk about this fight because it has a little bit of significance. Kaylin Chukagian versus Jennifer Maya. Chukagian goes out there. Gets I'm not even gonna, I didn't watch this fight. Chukagian fight. We knew, yeah, we didn't really watch the fight, no. to be honest. But it's like Rogan even said it after. It seemed like a, a, a patented, like... Did I? I totally butchered that word. Patented. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin Chikagian performance where she goes out there. She gets a 29-28 on all cards. It would have been very catastrophic if uh, Jennifer Maia won this fight considering she's missed weight her last two fights. 
Chukagan comes out there, gets the victory, and it seems like she's teed up for. She, did you notice that she didn't really call out Va- Valentina though? She's like, she everybody knows that. what I what I deserve, but as long as UFC keeps putting people in front of me, I'm going to go out and take them out until they give me what I want. So she didn't specifically she say doesn't I want, want the that title Valentina shot. Smoke. She doesn't want it. I think she's okay if they continue to see like, all right, here's another one, here's another one. But at a certain point, there's nobody else for fucking Valentina Shevchenko There is to nobody fight. else. That division is garbage. Like, it's really bad. Let's look at that real quick. Let's see what the top top five in flyweight. Number one, Caitlin Chukagan. Number two, just got deaded. Just got I. Who uh, beat Chukagan? Number three, Joanne Caldwood, who's coming off a decent victory over Andrea Lee. So she's slowly getting back up there. Who... Lost to Caitlin, right? I think Caitlin beat Joanne Caldwell, actually. Yes. Yeah, so Chukagin has that victory. Liz Carmouche just yeah. lost to Jennifer Maya. Jennifer Maya just lost, obviously. Viviana Rujo is a girl that's kind of up and coming still, so I want her to get a couple more wins before she's really There's thrown no in. There's no one. Um, no one exciting at Andrea all. Andrea Lee lost. Max Roxanne Montefiore. Nope. I say after Nunez probably beats gdr just do shevchenko versus nunez that's oh, this only one it's only competitive fight i would love to see them do it again but i don't think they will they should uh yeah looking at the rest of the the division there's nobody really even coming up that could potentially give her any type of fits macy barber that's one up there she's too young she's still she's too got young, to fight right? pvz you don't get that fight fuck done. you man i'm not i'm not talking about that fight uh yeah the only names that come to mind that i would be slightly intrigued by if they got a title shot whether it's this year next year or even in two years is viviani arugia if she keeps up her winning streak i think she has a fight coming up against uh jessica i next okay i believe that's I her next fight why is i still fighting is it i I feel like it's next week. Why is she still? No, I need to. I need to know this. Um, but yeah, her and uh, Macy Barber, if she continues to progress the way that she's progressing, okay. uh, let's confirm this fight. It's on two forty-five. Yeah, Viviani Rujo against Jessica. So a win over Jessica for her for her would really put her up there. Yeah. Um, and then last last lady to fight for the belt. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think it might be a little bit too early for her too. She's a little beast, but Valentina Shevchenko is just next yeah, level shit next right level. now. Um, and there were a couple more fights I just want to go over real quick. Uh go against Chancellor County goes out there and looks um, really good, pardon the pun. But yeah, like uh, my main concern with Lamingo was going to be his his cardio on this. If Chancellor County was going to be successful with grinding him against the cage or taking him down or. You know, just putting a little bit of a pace on him, but good striking is ridiculous. Yep. He's very just strong. Just him up. Uh, and then eventually gets to finish in the third round. But I, I felt like we were both kicking ourselves after that we didn't bet on Lyman Good here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of was, right? for sure. Considering the I odds, remember thinking, they were. I remember thinking, like, looking at the odds, I'm like, wow, Rank Counter's got some good odds coming off that upset. Um, but, Ishmael Nordiev. Yeah, but I don't know if... That it's it's a good stylistic matchup for him, and yeah, we were we were kind of on the ball, kind of that, off of that. Yeah. Uh, personally, I need to watch the Duado and RC fight a little bit closer. Yeah, even even Ren Counter good. I was actually watching that before I came here, so yeah. I got to finish watching that properly. But uh, uh, Duado RC split, but it seems like everybody was kind of in the Duado camp there. Yeah. So maybe it was the same judge that scored it for RC that scored thirty twenty seven for oh. Kelvin. Who fucking knows. Uh, we're going to be doing deciding splits afterwards, so you guys are definitely going to see that first. Uh, I think we'll go over Ivanov uh, and Derek Lewis, but I don't want to get into that fight uh, until at least that podcast. But yeah, as a as a as a card as a whole, I feel like it delivered. Oh, it was entertaining as fuck, right? Like it 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 it, it delivered. Like even it had a very anticlimactic ending, but even the fights that had a little bit of a snooze moments here and there, they 
they had really good moments they in, were, them in themselves. Even the fights that went to a decision, they were fun. Lots of finishes, great performance, upsets, uh, surprises, a lot um, of controversial ending. Uh, yeah. yeah, but still got three solid rounds out of that too. We had five straight fights of KOs. Yeah. Starting with Rosenstrike yeah. all the way up to it, the It sucks that the car is probably going to be overlooked because of the controversy, like to a lot, like to the, a big degree. Yeah, like just I the don't way think the, so. Because that's the last feeling left in the air before the the, the fight card goes off. So, well, but yeah, overall, the was cheating, bo- chanting bullshit. Overall, after, right? in hindsight, though, man, like this was a great card. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it lived up to the hype, but... I think so. The next monster coming up is UFC 245, which is going to be fucking Three insane. title fights. That main card is ridiculous. Uh, but obviously, we'll get into that when we get closer to that. Uh, Magomed Sharapov versus Calvin Katar coming up. We'll just go over that and Alexander Volkov against Greg Hardy. Um, good test for Zabit here. Good test for Calvin Cater as well. Big fight. You know what I mean? It's a big fight for that division. It should really allow one of these guys to catapult into the top five-ish. Um, I think let's see where they're ranked currently. Actually, I think Zabit six. Uh, Zabit is five. Okay, and Calvin Cater is eleven. So one of them is going to remain in the it's top a big five fight or for come Calvin, up to the yeah. top five. Uh, I like uh, Calvin Cater is a like two to over a two to one underdog here. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit crazy. Like obviously, you have to take into consideration that this is in Russia. Um, Zabit has been looking good, but one thing that he always has issues with is uh, slowing down in the third, in the third round. Jeremy Stevens had success there. Kyle Bachmiak had a little bit of success. Um, yeah, I just don't know uh, if Calvin Qatar is going to be able to pull it and off. It's a five round fight. No, it's a three round fight. So he got bumped to the main event, but they're keeping it three rounds due to the, oh, the short no- notice. Okay, well, that favors Zabit a lot. Yeah, for sure. And it's already in fucking uh, Russia, right? Yeah. So. Uh, but I like the over two to one dog odds on Calvin Cater here. I think he's worth a shot due to his super disciplined striking. He has range, so that might fuck up Zabit a little bit. Um, and if Zabit really wants to throw a lot of spinning shade out there, I think Calvin Cater could kind of, uh, you know, Calvin Cater probably is a Cater. I feel like it's Cater. I'm Calvin gonna go Cater? With Cater. We're gonna go with Cater. We're okay. going with Cater. So Cater, he, I think uh, he's definitely got the striking edge. Yeah. Um, although, although, yeah. although, yeah, Zabit's a little more wild, but yeah. Zabit still has good striking. He's effective. And then with it. it's definitely the grappling that's that he's going to have to keep Zabit off him and hopefully yes. avoid the takedowns. But if he can keep it on the feet, it's an interesting. He's got fight. a really good chance. It's much to closer of like a minus one fifty plus one forty ish plus one thirty ish range. I think it should. be I in. would say minus two hundred to plus one sixty. Wow, really? I would think that. Interesting. I, I I thought it I thought it would be a little bit closer. I don't yeah. Know, maybe I'm just overblowing Calvin Kadhar a little bit. Or no. Kader, yeah. I I I feel like yeah. I was like his expecting performance against Ricardo Lamas. Fucking awesome. That was good, but it's Lamas. It's Lamas. I get it. But and like, he does have that loss to Moicano. Yeah, but and that was a little bit earlier now. Yeah, too, but right? not so, that long ago. So you know, you like, gotta you gotta show much, show a little more. Let's see here. Was it like the third last fight, fourth last fight? I don't know. It was a decision. Third last fight. Yeah. So he's only got two wins yeah. since then. So, Chris you know, I, I, yeah, I would say like minus 200 was where I thought it would be at, but he's like minus 300 or something. That's a little too much. It's getting, I think it's like minus 250. Minus, oh, yeah, minus 250. Oh, okay. Not I, I did see him at plus 220, which would have it as like minus 280 or something. Yeah. Let's confirm that number. Uh, Minus 275 to plus yeah, 225. That's, that's a little so, overblown for sure. Like uh, if 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 you bet on that fight, it would probably be. Better you got to go to Qatar or Cater. Yeah, Cater. I, I keep yeah. fucking it up. Cater. Right, same with me. Uh, I'll let, I'll wait for John Attic to pronounce it before we fucking go with it. Um, 
And uh, and then co-main event, which should have been the main event, but I, I don't mind it. Alexander Volkov versus Greg Hardy. Uh, this fight had the line is a little, you know, out there too. What, what is that? Minus two, minus two ninety for uh, Alexander Volkov plus two. That's where it Greg should Hardy. be. I am skill surprised. Wise, skill for skill, yes, correct. I think Volkov obviously has way more experience. Uh, way he more should not lose this at all. Like, he there's no way he should lose it. Yeah, but it could but be could. a Derek Lewis type of thing where he's piecing him up for two and a half rounds, then gets caught in the last. At any, at any given second, if Greg Hardy punches him in the face clean, he's he could go out. So. Yeah, like I, those odds are where it should be. I'm actually just surprised that like people aren't overblowing Greg Hardy's chances, and I thought they would actually be closer. But huh. I think it's more so the the fact that uh, Greg Hardy, like he seems like he can take a shot still. Like he hasn't yeah. been hit the hardest, obviously. Yeah, and no. and Volkov, you know, not really known to be a one punch yeah. knockout type of guy. No, he's either. like an overwhelming. He's an overwhelmer. So. I think Greg Hardy might actually go into this fight looking to go back to his old self and try to go in there, bull rush Alexander Volkov a bit, get in on the inside. What do you got to inside. lose is Greg Hardy. Exactly. Got nothing to it's lose. A, it's, a, it's a win-win. Everything to gain, nothing It's a win-win. You, you take this fight, you're fighting a top five, top eight-ish heavyweight. Um, so even if you lose, whatever. It doesn't hurt your ranking at all. If you lose, you go you're back going to fighting scrubs. bad motherfucking Sassoli exactly. all the way up to Alexander Volkov. You, you'll so, just go right back win, win. to where you were and, t- and continue up with the buildup. Yeah. But if you do win, boom, skyrocket. Right there. Big paydays. I wouldn't mind him against Derek Lewis next if that actually happened. But let's not get a little if bit Greg of If Greg Hardy ones. beats Volkov, that is actually the fight to make. Why not? Like that Rankings actually wise has and all to that happen. Shit, yeah. Why not? Like that's the wow. fight they should make. I wonder Can if Greg Hardy would take that. If we actually get that. That would be crazy. This would be the perfect, perfect time for him to get it. But uh, yeah, I, I am a little bit scared about Alexander Volkov. He hasn't fought since the Derek Lewis fight. Yeah, right. Like it's, I, it's no, been a I like that. That's a good call. When you get put out like that, take some time off. I like. But it. I think he was scheduled and got injured. Oh, okay. That's yeah. So I think he was scheduled earlier this year because that fight was October of last year. That was the Khabib Connor fight. Okay. And now I, but I generally like when guys take a year off for sure. To get deaded. Um. Yeah. I like Volkov. I wouldn't mind taking a small shot at Greg Hardy just due to the fact that he has he has power, he's explosive, and he can close distance. And Volkov might be slightly bigger than him here, but I don't think that Greg Hardy is going to have much, you know, much issue closing the distance and landing a big shot on Volkov. And we got to see where Volkov's shin still is. Well, right? no, it depends. If Volkov probably learned from that Lewis fight, and before he got knocked out, he was keeping Lewis at bay with he's his doing kicks. Well, but he I was think using that Greg his Hardy is well. more explosive. I think that Hardy is more explosive in terms of closing the distance. And he is much bigger than Derek Lewis here. Yeah. Bigger than Derek I Lewis. I think if Volkov just fights the way he did against Lewis right up until the last 15 seconds, it's an easy win in the in the, in the bag. He should technically out outwork him. I think. And if Volkov's smart, he should be take closing the distance. Take this fight to the ground. Take closing the, the distance, too. clinch, wrestle. Yeah, what the fuck? Why would you stand with this guy? It's literally the only place he can win the fight. Don't. Landing uh, a Hail Mary shot. Use your length. Pin him up against a cage yeah. and go grab a hold of him. That's it. Just fucking and get the easy win. A part of me hopes Greg Hardy wins here so we could potentially get that uh, Derek Lewis fight. I don't care. It's kind of like this whole Colby Covington. I like Volkov though, and he I like Volkov it. too. But storylines, bro. Story yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're the WWE guy here. Like, yeah, I know you, you should be loving the story. But I get enough of the here. story shit from the WWE. I don't need so much <laughs> I of it see in competition, MMA. Legit competition. Like I want my wrestling and MMA to be different. Otherwise, why the fuck am I watching both of them? So let's Gotta close diversify. with this. 
<laughs> I know you cringed a little bit. I did too when they allowed The Rock to have his own little walkout <laughs> before the BMF belt. Yeah, like it was like like you said, it was. Kinda, I didn't mind. It, it was kind of cool, but it was also a little strange. It did feel like The Rock was a little awkward too. Like, okay, yeah. I guess I'll do this. Okay, I guess I'll do this. And yeah, The Rock coming out with his entrance and then holding up the BMF yeah. belt, and it's like it's a little out of place. So yeah. Everyone loves The Rock. I love The Rock. We all love The Rock, but. The BMF belt, like Nate Diaz brought it up. Yeah, it's cool that The Rock's putting it on, but shouldn't you get someone like a Mike Tyson, like the actual baddest motherfucker yeah. on the planet? Like someone who is a bad Stone Cold. I told you guys. Fuck. Yeah, but exactly. Either. So that was the thing. Like The Rock was a little miscast in his role. But uh, who doesn't love The Rock? He yeah, could exactly. do no wrong. That's, that's the thing. He's right? still The Rock and he's great. He could fucking and, do it for basketball or NFL and people would still love him. And it's funny to see like The Rock seem a little nervous. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like even at the stare down, he's just trying to like, oh, yeah. stand up tall yeah. and look back. Do I look yeah, at the camera? Yeah, yeah. Do I look at these guys? And then, uh, like, uh, I was even saying, I'm like, oh, is he going to botch putting the belt on? No, yeah. but he nailed that too. It's I like, guarantee like, it felt you, like the Rock was nervous. I guarantee you, he was in the back for maybe an hour trying what, to put he, it on. He had a dummy. Else. He yeah. had a dummy where he's like, not right. even a dummy. He had a real life person probably standing there for his assistant with the stopwatch. Go. <laughs> all right two 2.8 seconds best time best time best time, best time. let's we, try to top we, that we can beat that we can beat yeah. that the goal is 2.2 <laughs> it's, like, it's like perfect he did it with like such less he got it too, yeah right? he, he got it, it on the dot he did well and then just went back and he's like all right cool I'm he done. did well and he did earned the million bucks or whatever he got paid for that <laughs> probably two million. at least mil. He probably got paid more than nate and Jorge yeah. put together um yeah that was a great episode dude i fucking enjoyed talking 244 it was easier to talk about oh yeah just so much shit happened such yeah, a fun episode fuck? um such a fun event uh i can't wait for 245 which is going to be the next big pay-per-view but we got Zabit versus qatar cater calvin is a beat versus calvin we're using Zabit's first name let's use calvin's first name Zabit versus calvin this weekend uh, I think it's an earlier card too. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm, I'm going to have to look into that. Please, but uh, we'll APM, be back. ESPN. I love you guys with the ESPN. Well, even so Europe cards fucking start at like 3 p.m. Eastern time. Hell yeah, it's afternoon. all good, yo. I don't know what time it's going to be in Russia at that point, but hell yeah, it's all good. Um, we're going to be doing the deciding splits right after this, and you guys will see that on Sunday. Combatant tours on Monday, so welcome Monday, happy Monday to all you guys. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it on my end. I think we touched on everything except for the Lewis fight, but yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that after. I think most people are going to be voting for that one, so we'll see. Uh, at Tunes on Twitter, Again. at MMALOTN on Has anyone Twitter. actually like, tried to tweet I, I haven't anything? looked if you, your followers have grown, but who gives a fuck? I'm still going to ch- shout it out as always. And at the beginning of every episode, I have our nameplates at the bottom that has your Twitter account under it too. So oh, you're getting the double promo here. Oh so my God. I should probably, I should probably at least go <laughs> off, um, uh, like do the whole password reset thing and figure out what my password is for that account. Uh it's all good. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, subscribe, like, comment. Go check Deciding Splits because that's going to be up as well. Uh, website, MMALOTN.ca. Uh, and that's about it for this week. See you guys next week.